Hey, this is Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. Besides Star Wars, if you're itching to dive deep into all things geek, park your speeder right here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. And may the Force be with you always. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. All right, and welcome to episode 95 of the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. We are recording today, Wednesday, January 2nd. 2022 happy groundhogs day and welcome to episode 95 of the scare of scuttlebutt podcast we are recording oh no that's a repeat that's a glitch in the matrix happy groundhogs day uh to you that was a weird glitch wow so today we got swept away basically by um some people are saying it's the best star wars ever uh the uh chapter six of the book of boba fett uh we said that last week too about uh the episode last week too but uh, it's good that uh we are continuing on this upwards trend uh but yeah you could definitely you guys can hear our thoughts on chapter six of the book of boba fett on our live show uh usually we do those on saturday uh on youtube so check us out don't miss uh, don't miss it live or on the rewatch. Um, I wa- also wanted to uh, take a moment to um, give Shanti, my co-host, uh, some some props. Um, well, the last two episodes have been fantastic. Uh, you took the uh, the reins on the pirates episode with um, Andy and Andrew, and then you also uh, went ahead and did uh, you spearheaded the Twilight Zone with our wonderful friend the Frank four hundred two. And uh, that is dropping tomorrow. It's already out as of this airing, but uh, that was last week's episode. And uh, I'm really proud of you. You uh, hit it out of the ballpark twice and uh, really, really fantastic listen. Um, Obviously, I have to edit those shows, but uh, it it was fantastic. Uh, Big thanks, Shanti. Thank you. I I will listen to neither episode. I figured. I, I figured. I know. I tried listening to Pirates in the moment I came up. I turned it off. I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Just leave it playing in the background because oh. those listens count. <laughs> this is true. Okay. All right. Okay. All I'll right. Just be on mute. But, um, you know, if you're finding us for the first time, thank you very much for finding the Scarif podcast. Uh, we are everywhere the everywhere else um that you get your other favorite podcasts but uh today is uh tonight's going to be a good show we have some special guests um you might know them from their work in the uh AARP um uh, uh radio spots <laughs> <laughs> fair that's fair wow that's fair I'm I'm one to talk right I was gonna say I'm not calling the kettle black (laughs) but uh, we've got some great folks Uh, we're gonna be talking about collectibles and I know uh, Todd was Todd from uh, WSTR uh, was making fun of me and and asked me to kind of round it uh, or you know uh, narrow it down basically collectibles what does that mean and i'm like dude we're talking about star wars and geek stuff what what other collectibles do you think so i i i, I remarked and i uh, answered back snarkily and said we're going to be talking about 
Eastern European tea sets. <laughs> and um, that's going to be the show. But no, seriously, you know, um, when we are in front of our mic, when we're doing our YouTube stuff, you obviously see some fantastic things behind us uh, on, on whatever show that you happen to tune in. And um, I definitely want to talk about stuff like that. We're going to get deep into not just, you know, why we collect... Uh, but maybe the meanings of it, uh, kind of behind the scenes and stuff like that. So let's get started right away. But I want to introduce our uh, our special guest. You know him as the Sith Care Bear, Josh. Brother, how's it going? It's going very, very well. How are you doing, Ryan? Fantastic. You know, last time you were on the show, I commented on uh, how, how nice your shirt was. And I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it again. That's a kick-ass shirt. Love it. Thanks, buddy. It's all for you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm uh, blushing. And uh, uh, from the other side of the uh, our little screen here, we got Paul. And this is your first uh, foray into the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Thank you very much for agreeing to... Uh, to, to come on the show tonight. Uh, you know what? I, I appreciate it. But in the immortal words of K2SO, I'm here for you because Josh said I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> and obviously my lovely co-host, the uh, butt to my scuttle tonight, Shanti. How are you? Good. Once again, the only hen in the cock house. <laughs> As she prefers. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about collectibles and what uh, what does it all mean? Why why do we amass such uh, crazy stuff? Why do we uh, put ourselves through uh, going and hunting and 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 hanging on to things? I think uh, I think it's a it's an interesting concept to to be able to collect uh, things. Um, you know, I, I was saying that in the notes. You know, humans are by design. We are pack rats. We gather. We hunt. We get things, we hold on to things, um, and it's either, either by necessity or a need to have tokens of experiences. Uh, collections to some of us are, are, are what defines us. Uh, it may or may not be a healthy thing, uh, but, um, but here we are. We are uh, pack rats, we collect. Um, I have one question for you guys, and um, seeing the, the very impressive collection of uh, buckets that uh, Paul has behind him, I want to ask him first, um, why do we f collect? Wow. You know what? So I was reading the notes beforehand that I was just impressed with the, the depth to which you wanted to go on some of these questions, but I think you hit on it from like a metadata level, like, you know, humans are inherently, we hold on to stuff. Uh, but I think from a topographical level, it's a physical, visual reminder that and humans are very tactile, I think, that you can hold and you can manipulate and you can interact with of something that you enjoy. In my case, helmets, I enjoy Star Wars, but specifically the militaries of Star Wars. And these are things that I can use to get a tactile response that helps me connect to that specific area of Star Wars or Star Wars in general that I enjoy. So I think that would be the way I would describe it best. Absolutely. And, you know, Star Wars, obviously, for a lot of people is uh, is a memory and an experience that we like to hold on to. And, uh, you know, hence the collecting of things. 
is uh, very important to to Star Wars fans. Whether you've been collecting for years or you're just kind of starting out, you're kind of a new fan to Star Wars and the Star Wars experience, I think it's uh, something that uh, is shared among many franchises. Um, Josh, I see some wonderful stuff behind you. Uh, what do you think about that question? Why do we collect? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I think Paul's absolutely right. I think uh, just having that connection to it, that physical, tactile, just being able to touch it and you know, put it on and, and and become part of that world that you cherish so much. I think that's definitely a big part of it. I, I do also think it's it's their tokens, their mementos of of a uh, maybe a time that's passed or a, a part of your life that you uh, you cherish. Um, uh, either way, they're representations of not just ourselves, but uh, our experiences uh, and what we connect to. Absolutely. I think connection is is the key here when it comes to collectibles. Um, the, the experiences that we want to kind of hold on to, the, the, almost the, the immortality of it all um, or the, the mortality uh, is what we don't want to uh, be reminded of, I, I think, too. Uh, we want to kind of stay in that specific space, right? Um, but, you know, you talked about uh, the, the tactile uh, essence of collecting. And, and Shanti, you like touching things, right? What do you like? <laughs> That's the word. Every day. But you know, you you um, one of our previous shows, you brought out uh, some wonderful uh, Lego items, and I think you know we've followed you on Twitter and your experience in building those. Um, that also has to be kind of a really cool feeling to be able to accomplish that, to start it, to proudly display that. Uh, and obviously displaying our collectibles is something that all collectors uh, feel that is necessary to to kind of complete that, uh, that experience. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, not to knock, you know, just going out to the store and buying it, but I do feel like I have a deeper connection to my sets because I actually built it with my own two hands. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, are there are there some similarities between the stuff that that I like to collect and some of the stuff that I see in Paul's background? Um, but I, I wanted to, to ask you guys uh, next topic on, on our notes here. What is what do our collections say about our I don't know, our personality, our psyche? Uh, where does that depth come from? Um, you know, I've got Darth Vader behind me. I've got a couple of different, um, you know, uh, Imperial masks, uh, stormtroopers, very similar to you, Paul. Um, and it's, you know, I always joke around that, you know, my therapist would have a field day as far as why I collect, you know, the bad guys, but, um, you know, I'm not the only one. What, what do you think that says about our psyche? Uh, you know what, for me, I think the reason that I enjoyed the specifically, as you can tell behind me, the Imperial military is uh, a desire to bring order to chaos. Um, mm. I, I worked in uh, a I worked for the government. I worked in professions that were very chaotic and very fast moving and emotional and things could change in a heartbeat. And I'm, I'm a very organized person and I like things to be in their place and faced correctly and everything like that. And what attracts me theoretically, I know if you watch the movies, they can't hit crap and everything like that. But what attracts me to the the military, specifically the imperial military, outside of all the horrible things they did, was the regimented professionalism, the um, 
what's the word of the discipline and the order that theoretically they were attempting to bring or that they represented. Um, and of course, I have a military background, so that kind of plays into it as well. But I think that's what it most says about what I'm into and what I like to collect, that sense of um, organization, discipline, uh, camaraderie, working together as a group. I get it. They're the bad guys, but the rebel helmets just aren't as cool. So there you go. But yeah. So <laughs> so that's what I think it says about me, frankly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there definitely is a connection to uh, some of the stuff that we collect um, and something that's just kind of in, in, embedded in our in our psyche, in our way of being. And obviously, Shanti, you've got uh, uh, Catwoman behind you and um, you collect a lot of Batman uh, stuff. I've sent you some uh, some Batman collectibles as well. Um, yeah. What what is it about that particular aspect of Batman that really kind of keeps you coming back? And this is this this, this yeah and, and, uh, yeah <laughs> and this this answer really you know obviously you're you're um you're kind of a new co-host not new but you've had a couple of episodes under our wing and it's the type of question that is designed to, to kind of to for me to get to know you even more and I think you know do you really want to I definitely do I definitely do and I think um we're always joking around, but sometimes, you know, it's it's really great to get deep and and really figure things out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, to kind of backtrack just a little bit, if you were to walk into my apartment, there's stuff kind of like everywhere. You would really know what I'm about if you walked in. Like my living room and kitchen are all Star Wars. My bathroom has like a friend's poster, so it's more TV related. My bedroom is a little bit more dedicated to Batman because not to sound stupid, but this is my <laughs> bat cave. Go. This right. is my bat cave. This is my safe haven. My bedroom's yeah. always been my safe wow. haven. Okay. So, and of course I have a dark side like everybody else does. And that's the part that I tap into the most. So that's why I like all the Batman stuff. That is awesome. And you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's interesting, obviously, you know, we, we had a conversation, we had an episode with, uh, with 97 Bravo regarding, you know, being bullied and, and geeks and coming up, you know, coming of age and things like that. And I know a lot of us have been uh, have struggled, um, you know, as kids because we were geeks, because we, we liked all this, you know, nerdy stuff. Um, but it's interesting, too, to hear you say that it's my bat cave. It's my reprieve from 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 harm so it's just really cool really great answer and uh i think Thank i know you. you a lot i think i know you better now I'm surprised you're not running <laughs> Oh no, I'm running to you, baby. Oh, thank you. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, oh, this is that kind of show. Okay. Bye. Yeah. yeah. You didn't, uh, sorry, I didn't warn you, Paul. My bad. That's okay. I'm good. I'm good. So some of us have been collecting for decades and others are just starting out. What do you say to somebody who's thinking about collecting and may see the activity, obviously, from a lot of our, our, our backgrounds and stuff, 
Um, you know, it, it can be a little daunting, uh, if not for the sheer amount of stuff out there, but also for the expense. Um, Josh, what do you say to somebody that might be starting out and wanting to kind of collect something? You know, I, I had somebody ask me that question and it seemed like they thought that there was like a, a, a list of things Well, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this and, and collect this. Um, or, 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 or thought that there was kind of like a regimen of uh, a list, uh, an outline of things to do. And um, I wanted to get your take, but I, I, I really, I, I didn't know how to answer it at first because we don't start out being collectors. We start out like buying one thing that we like, and then one thing turns into a thousand things that we like over the years. But what would you say to somebody new? Um, I mean, I've, I've collected on and off again my entire life uh, since childhood. Uh, I would say I, I always have been a collector, and it is very much a, a defining factor in my personality. Um, but being someone that has left and then come back in, uh, I do know the experience of, of what it is like to come in, and it can be very daunting. Um, the best advice I can have is have patience. Um, you know, A lot of times you get so overwhelmed by the list that you looked up online of whatever line you're interested in and all the different variants and yada, yada, yada and exclusives. And, and then you start doing pre-orders and all these things and it starts to just become very overwhelming, the rat race of it. Um, and, and, uh, it's best to just remember, have patience. Um, it's also great to find a community of people that are also interested in these things and, and they can, can help you. Um, and which they have me many times and I've helped them and, and it's, uh, it's kind of what it's all about and it helps to kind of bring us together and it makes it an even better experience. Um, so yeah, find a community and have patience. That's my best advice. And that's really great advice because, you know, we, we are friends with, uh, Andy and Josh over at the Hollow Chronicles podcast and they mm -hmm. love, you know, um, they love sharing some of the stuff that they have found, but also they love uh, doing trades uh, with uh, some other collect uh, collectors. And I, I find that um, such a great resource, uh, not just, um, you know, to to see people enjoy some of the other stuff that 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 uh, that are that is available to, to a lot of collectors, but it also. Um, you know, having that resource of, of community really, you know, helps you out, especially, like I said, especially because, you know, the, this stuff isn't cheap for the most part. And if you can find it, you know, at a, a reasonable cost, you know, I would say go for it. But sometimes, you know, trading is a great opportunity to be able to get something new and then also make somebody else happy mm -hmm. by sending mm -hmm. them, um, sending them something, uh, a little something. So um, I find that that uh, community is very important when it comes to collectibles. And, um, you know, th there's always something that you can learn about another collect uh, collector um, that uh, that might serve your purposes, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's a great answer. Um, I wanted to ask um, Paul um, if you had any like stories about one of your collectibles, something that means a lot to you, um, and then I'll go around the room too. But uh, Paul, any stories on on a collectible that? Uh... Yeah, so. Um... I actually am reluctant to call myself a, a collector, and I'll tell you why. Because I've 
familiarize myself with guys like Josh and the guys at the Holly Chronicles and so many of these other guys that are so steeped in the knowledge and the history. And they have, you know, I got this figure when I was nine and, you know, this was the figure that I had in my pocket at my uncle's funeral and stuff. And they have all those great stories and I'm not making light of that in any fashion. That's is just, that, that's awesome to me, but I'm such a topographical goofball who just buys stuff that the best story I have for you is, is a comedy. If you look over my shoulder, you see that is a full size six foot three stormtrooper from Sideshow Collectibles that you put together. And, and I, it was a little bit of money. We'll just leave it at that. I'm going to try to, but long story short, I ordered this thing from Sideshow Collectibles thinking, you know, it'll, it'll come in a pretty big box, right? You know, like everybody. Well, I was gone when it showed up, but my wife was home. <laughs> and they, they backed a box truck up to my driveway got out a pallet jack and unloaded a pallet of boxes. Uh, I have a video of it on my channel. It's one of my oldest ones. But anyway, and they put it behind my wife's car so she get, couldn't get out. And she oh called me God. on the phone. Yeah. And she's like, uh, your stormtrooper is here and it's not going to be for very much longer. You know, so and I couldn't figure out what she was talking about. Right. So I could I get home and I open the garage door and there's a six foot tall pallet of boxes with wow. one stormtrooper in it. It was more cardboard than it was stormtrooper. Yeah. But my, um, you know, my, my stories are all kind of stuff like that, because as I'm sure we'll get to a little bit later, especially these larger things, I'm mostly relatively recent. I don't have any, my oldest figure was a gift and it was, you know, uh, it's like from 96 or something. So all of mine are like topographical and silly. And I like to consider myself like the goofball in the group all the time because everybody else is like so genuine. And I'm like, Hey, I got a store trooper helmet. You know, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a good story. It's a great story. And that's what uh, that's the cool thing about stories and collectibles. I think, uh, you know, besides uh, showing off to your friends, you know, when they come over, check out my Star Wars room, etc. You can kind of uh, sit there and chat with them. I um, I'm going to ask uh, one of our followers had uh, mentioned a um, had posted a question for us that I'll uh, read a little later on. But um, my father used to work in a warehouse and somehow he found a uh, the original Princess Leia action figure, um, not in the box. It was just a loose Princess Leia. And, you know, he knew I liked Star Wars. So he brought it with he brought it home, um, gave it to me. And I still have it uh, from 1978 uh late 1978 um and i you know all the original action figures that i had as a kid i still have but uh yeah leia was my first um action figure and it just kind of grew from there um but uh you know stories are are fantastic josh you got any stories um i mean yeah yeah i've got a few stories uh keep it clean uh, i don't know if they're necessarily appropriate (laughs) but uh yeah bring it on josh i want to hear i want to hear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh but we'll get there um but no i (laughs) I collect a lot of things. Um, I primarily focus on action figures. I do collect Lego. Um, and I also am a big comic book collector. And uh, obviously, I absolutely love Stanley. Um, and um, I was devastated when he passed. But uh, about 10 years ago, I went to a convention in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, had a wild experience while I was there. Met a bunch of famous folks. I uh, 
managed to pester uh, Jason Momoa enough to get him to <laughs> to give me the finger, uh, and I have an actual <laughs> photograph. You deserved of it. it. So, yes, <laughs> I, I definitely deserved it. But yes, I have Aquaman <laughs> giving me the finger. Um, but yeah, it was just a great experience. Um, but I knew that Stan Lee was supposed to be there, um, so I spent literally the entire day before I left. Um, going through all of my comics, just trying to find the one, the one that I wanted Stan to sign. Um, so I, I finally found it. I decided I was going to have him sign Amazing Spider-Man number 400, The Death of Aunt May. Um, and uh, it's got this big tombstone on the front of it, which now it's kind of morbid looking back on it in retrospect. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, so we, we get there and, uh, and we we decide we're going to get up early that morning and we're going to be first in line and we get in the line and the line is like already around the building at like six o'clock in the morning. Um, and we wait and we wait and, but the line's moving quickly. And once we get inside the room, we realize why the line's moving quickly because basically everyone has to hand their item to someone else Mm. who then hands it to Stan, who then, signs it and then hands it back to them and then they just get got skirted along there's no interaction or anything like that no one was getting to speak to him or he wasn't really speaking back to anyone else um and so i felt just really let down um and then we get to to my comic and they sit it down in front of him and he looks up at me and he says wow this is a great issue and then he signs it and then he hands it directly back to me and I mean that just that experience. I mean it's small, uh, it seems insignificant, but no, I'll cheer no, it doesn't. No, yeah, no, it's no, not it insignificant it at all. Oh, that's oh, bad. Nice. So I nice, mean Josh. and it's yeah, I just so yeah, that's my story. Oh. That's really nice. Wow. I want to do my story over now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And it was clean. Yeah. 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 That's That's later. I told you we'll get to it. That's a plus. That's when I break out my helmet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's That's what my collecting says about me. I'm a child. Yeah. We all are. Don't worry. We are. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Shanti, what about you? Uh, Why do you laugh every time you ask you a question? Well, one, it's nerves. And two, because I feel like a loser amongst the four of you. (laughs) Whatever. um, (laughs) I also have a, I guess I'm one of those people because I'm, I guess you could consider me new because I'm more of like, I consider collectibles mementos, but some people would probably consider collectibles to be the things that you just do not take out of the box kind of thing. You know what I mean? But for (laughs) me, this is my story. So this is a Toys R Us Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber. It was battery operated and it doesn't work anymore. But I bought this when Revenge of the Sith came out and I had went to Michael's and got material and made my own brown robe, had French braids done, had like this brown leather strap wrapped around my waist. And I literally took that lightsaber and went to the movie theater at seven o'clock at night, waiting five hours to get a good seat to watch Revenge of the Sith with my friends at midnight. And because of that, me and my lovely friend Danny, who I still talk to to this day, we decided to start having a lightsaber battle because he was dressed as Count Dooku. (laughs) (laughs) And he 
did a really great impression too. And somebody from the Miami Herald saw us, took a picture of us, interviewed us for a little bit, and my, me and my buddy Danny ended up in the Miami Herald the next day, and my mom still, nice. has it, still has the print nice. to this day. So nice. that lightsaber means a lot to me. And I just wow. recently found it. My parents had it in the attic, along with a bunch of other stuff from the prequels that I didn't even remember keeping, but I'm glad I did. Very nice. It brought back so many memories. So it's true. It just (laughs) transports you. Like when you smell a particular smell and it triggers a memory, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think uh, when we first brought you on, Scarif, you had posted that picture, uh, didn't you? I remember, yeah, Mm because we were fiddling around with lightsabers and then uh, you had posted that. That's really awesome. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, What Up Joey, The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt, super fan of many of the Red 5 Network pods, Nicholas Schaefer, follow him at Backyard Tardis. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida, our other Floridians, Frank, at the garrison level. Big thanks. And looking at you, Steve, from Rogue One Radio. Check out that Red 5 pod for movies, music, TV, and more. And certainly not least, our executor-level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Conversions Podcast. And Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast. Big thank you, Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. And our newest garrison-level patron, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scarif Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. And don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. I wanted to mention one of our new followers, Comics and Cosmetics. Uh, she asked uh, regarding collectibles and hand-me-downs. Um, and I know, you know, obviously Star Wars collectibles in particular have been around for a really long time. And I did mention my uh, the uh, Princess Leia action figure that my father gave me. Uh, but are there any uh, Star Wars hand-me-downs that you either passed on to a relative, to a child, or or maybe some collectible that was given to you? Josh? Um, <laughs> um, well, I, I, I not as far as Star Wars. Um, I do have, I, I mean, G.I. Joe's become kind of a big thing again, and uh, I... I had a massive G.I. Joe collection, and looking back on it now, it breaks my heart that I don't have it anymore. (laughs) Um, But I had a friend whose younger brother really enjoyed playing with him when I was in high school, and uh, I just gave them to him, and literally my entire collection. And uh, I mean, I for me, it was the satisfaction of knowing that he would enjoy them um, and that they would continue to have a life with some other child. But uh, obviously, as a collector now, uh, I look back on it and go, wow, man, uh, if only so. Uh, but uh, but yeah, 
so that would be my hand-me-down story as far as anyone giving anything to me directly as far that was something of theirs uh i pretty much kind of started that one my don't really have anyone that passed anything down to me directly that's really cool though again you know community and finding uh new homes for collectibles i think it's a I think it's a really cool thing uh, to have done. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, they're, they're ultimately they were toys, and I wanted them yeah. to, to be played with. You know, nice. um, that that's the the importance of it for me. That's why I'm not an in box collector because I want to play with my toys. That's what she said. Oh my God! If if you can see, I know this is audio only, but if you can see, Shanti is turning red and she's mm -hmm. uh, convulsing and having a conniption fit. She just wants to get something dirty out. Oh my God. <laughs> She's crying. Oh my god, are you all right, girl? No. Oh man. That's too funny. My my my. Um, I wanted to go back to uh, talking a little bit more about stories. There's another. Um, one of our uh, followers, Star Wars in the Classroom, posted a question, and I think I answered that. It was, what was the first collectible you had growing up, and do you still have it? Um, that For me, that was the uh, the Princess Leia. Um, but anything more specific, uh, Paul? You got anything? You know, nothing like that, right? You said? Uh, well, for the most I part. I don't have, yeah, I don't have any of the stuff from when I was a kid at all anymore. It's a long story. Josh uh, was with me and my brother the other night when we almost got into it, but we thought the better of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, Ugh. Uh, so no, all of my, the oldest figure I have outside of the, these, which were a mm -hmm. gift from a buddy of mine, the oldest figure I have is from 96 and, and that was a gift, but I just recently started picking up stuff again in, in 99. But yeah, I don't have any old stuff from when I was a kid. Uh, I definitely do. My first, uh, my first action figure ever was uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Kenner Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, mm. because I loved Obi Wan. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I just thought he was cool. He was a space wizard, and he had a, you know, laser sword, and uh, he came back as a ghost. And I don't know. It just it was cool. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my first one, and I do still have that to this day. Wow. Which which version? The original, the original vinyl from the, origi the original, the original telescoping, yeah. The, very the, nice. Oh, nice. The Kenner, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even nice. Chewbacca, actually, he and Chewbacca yeah. were my no. first two. <laughs> I don't know if you would consider this a collectible, because again, I don't. To me, the definition of collectible can mean anything. But the oldest yeah. thing that I own from my childhood is my uh, my Nintendo system. Yeah. Whoa. Which still works. Absolutely, nice. yeah. With my duck hunt and the gun, and yeah, yeah that's I right. Still, I have it. Oh, totally remember locked that. Locked up, and I don't want to play it anymore because I notice that the controller, the wiring, is already kind of going. So I, I don't even want to mess with it anymore. Wow. Yep. Mm. Yeah. You know well, what I got out of that? That Nintendo is from her childhood. Yeah, I still, I still have my Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Thank you. Yeah, and, and like, it oh, works God. on televisions that actually yeah. you can plug them into anyway. Yeah, so uh, right. Yeah, you know, because it has the like UHF like right. adapter thing with the prongs things. that you have yep. to screw it in. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, Shanti. I feel 106 now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you that's guys, my uh, pride and joy. Did you guys renew your AARP membership? I think I did. I know I yeah, did. Yeah, 20% off a dentist. Yeah, I got it in the mail the other day. Yeah. They sent me my free bottle of rum. I'm good. Nice. <laughs>
another question so as fans and collectible uh, uh, collectors we we tend to view our items in a very personal nature you know we talked about how they become an extension of who we are uh very very personal um you know a lot of times we have discussions online with uh, certain aspects of of the fandom um sometimes uh we we run into an issue we run into problems when we are discussing things especially nowadays with the advent of social media obviously where uh discussion and debate has been kind of a lost art uh we see this all the time but i wanted to ask you guys um have you guys ever felt um insulted by maybe a guest or a friend who uh walked into your room and said what the hell is all this crap Josh? <laughs> honestly me personally yeah I, i've had tons of people say why are you wasting your money on these hunks of plastic <laughs> um you know you're you're killing the environment with all the oil that it takes to make these how many <laughs> times how many times how many yeah. times did you stab them yeah <laughs> I thought I was that's why i live in washington there's lots of places <laughs> to hide a body um yeah. no it's uh uh, yeah, so I've definitely had a lot of uh, that criticism from my friends over the years, and that's what's so wonderful about the the community that that I've found now is um, it's a bunch of people much like myself that uh, have had that experience. I mean, you talked about Andy and and Josh over at the Hollow Chronicles; they're great guys. Uh, Andy was one of the first to welcome me into the community. He sent me a couple of posters, uh, really awesome Book of Boba Fett poster. I'd love to display, but I don't really have the ability to right now. But um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's just great having that and um, feeling that you're not alone in the world and that there are other people that are still just big kids that want to sit in the middle of the living room floor and play with their toys all day. Oh, so yeah, amazing. it's kind of nice. And you and, and you love that feeling, you know. Yeah, I, I you know you sit here, you know I, I tell my wife I'm going to be in the Star Wars room recording a show or just sitting there and all you know ooing and eyeing at uh, my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's quite a feeling. It really is. Shanti, you were uh, you were about to say that you were attacked by somebody that uh, I uh, <laughs> as the as the lonely female here. Yeah, I've gotten the misogynistic side of it. Of how oh. why do you collect that stuff? Star Wars is for boys. That's not wow. a girl thing. Like you know, I that kind of crap. So, but I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I could. T- I don't care. I continue to. Cool. First I mean, date, I'm, I'm first, new to it, but I don't care. First date, at last. No, no, no. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that would be the last. <laughs> what about you, Paul? Um, so once again, I always find myself to be the outlier here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, and and I'm, you know what? I have a great deal of respect and admiration for people like Shanti and, and Josh, for whom these things mean a a considerable amount. And I would never make light of that. And I actually can see it in some fashion. But I. I I grew up a little different and a little bit harder. And I think that all of my stuff is, it's fun to look at and I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. And it's something for me to do. But first of all, no one's ever come in and said, that's the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. So I've been lucky, you know, I, you know, maybe if it does happen, it'll change my, you know, a, a, a switch will flip in there. I'll be like, oh, I got a kill you, you know, but uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's never, it's never been like that for me. These are, they're fun to look at and it's great. I don't have any, see, the problem is once again, I don't have anything that I'm emotionally attached to. I don't have anything that I was carrying with me at my grandfather's funeral or anything like that. So if the house burns down, 
which apparently we're going to get to at some point. I might, grab, you know, <laughs> we'll grab, uh, oh my god, sorry, Josh, I did it again. <laughs> that was the question he asked, though. But anyway, you know, I just would start all over. You know what I mean? Because yeah. none of it is really no. But and I, I grew up and worked up until recently in a very, very heavy alpha male environment. Even the women were tough based on what we had to do. And they would give me a hard time about it, but they got a kick out. They're like, oh, that's, hey, Taylor's the guy that collects the Star Wars plasticky things. Go to his house. It's really cool. So <laughs> I've, I've had a different experience. Now, to Shanti's point really fast, and I don't want to talk a really long time. I have a 26-year-old daughter, and Bailey, who's into Star Wars, and Bailey is fairly a new friend. And I recently learned that Shanti and the other women that are involved in this have an entirely different experience than a lot of us do. And it was very huge eye-opener to me because Bailey was saying it, and my daughter was on one day with us last time with Bad Batch, and she was like, yeah, samey, same. And I'm like, this is all news to me. So once again, you know, male, uh, not attached to anything. My experience is incredibly different. Yeah. And you know what the and worst part was? The comment came from somebody in my own family. Oh, oh my wow. God. Which made it even worse. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, the, they say you uh, you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Yeah. Oh, God. Boy, that's <laughs> apropos. Um, but I find that interesting, Paul, because uh, I would definitely be, uh, and obviously because I love uh, the Empire and I love Stormtroopers and the helmets and all that stuff, I would be emotionally attached to every single piece behind you mm. and defend <laughs> it to the death. <laughs> I messaged I, you, Paul, how much I love those helmets and the display case. Yeah. I'm OCD, so just the way it's organized just <sighs> makes me happy just looking at it. <laughs> Paul, Paul just likes to polish his helmet all day. That's all. Well, we, here we go. Gosh. We can get into it. Yeah, all the double entendres. But yeah, I think as I recall, Shanti, because that comment is going to stick with me for a while. When you saw the picture, you're like, I am in tears. This is yeah, so it was like, just that. so beautiful. Yeah, so thank so you. Beautiful. It makes me want to weep. Yeah, but thanks, Ro. I appreciate that because I do appreciate them. Don't get me wrong, because as you're well aware, they're not cheap. <laughs> but, you know, so I would probably cry more for the money. That was all that money. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. it's, oh, it's so, but yeah. I had a, um, you know, every aspect of my life has something to do with Star Wars. Sometimes I, I, I say that I have Star Wars Tourette's because I'll be talking to somebody and then I'll answer them in a Star Wars line, um, which uh, annoys uh, my non-Star Wars friends and coworkers, but oh well. Um, my um, yeah, Right, and wife. She's not really not into Star Wars at all. Uh, but... Um, one day I had my father-in-law visit us uh, here in Chicago, and um, my vehicle had, uh, you know, some people have fuzzy dice. I have uh, action figures hanging from, from the, uh, the mirror, and uh, that particular one, it was, uh, it was Boba Fett just hanging there. My father-in-law comes into the car, sits down, I start the engine, and he, he looks at it and, you know, plays with it with his finger, dangles it, and he goes, oh, that's a, that's a cute little man. <laughs> nothing about that sentence was right just so no, you know I, yeah, yeah okay yeah nothing about, uh, nothing about that sentence yeah, yeah <laughs> i turned over to him and said get out <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely yeah oh, it's so man. funny uh, so, you know, obviously, you know, I, I mentioned that I've been collecting for decades and I've come to a point, um, of you know, lamenting that Lucas won't be putting up his Lucasfilm Museum of Narrative Arts here in Chicago. 
uh, a little pissed off at that. But uh, I have rooms and rooms and boxes of stuff that I can definitely open up my own museum. Um, have any of you guys reached a point of uh, what I call collection saturation? Or have you started thinning out your collection in some way or discussing maybe uh, donating it to me? I mean, a museum. <laughs> but as far as uh, collection saturation, um, does that exist in, in anyone's vocabulary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have enough. Right. Yeah. But Paul, what I mean, you know, you're jam packed over there. Uh, okay, so it, this just became an issue. I finally got my Bo-Katan helmet, I, and um, now I have four Detolf cases full of helmets with four on top with others, I can't quite see it, scattered around the room. And I have another Detolf case that's still in the in the boxes underneath the bed in the spare bedroom, and I have a couple of helmets still coming. So I, I'm having to decide what I'm going to do, try to jam even more stuff in this room, which is eventually going to cause my brain to explode because I can't have a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I got it's got to be you know decent, sure. or start rotating through helmets. And if so, how? And am I going to continue to buy helmets? And don't get me started on my three and three quarter inch action figure collection, of which there's about four hundred and fifty, all neatly and gently and professionally packed. Shanti, you'd be so proud of me. Uh, you you know, are my spirit animal. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, in plastic cases that I just had to pick up a big group, go downstairs to the storage under the uh, uh, stairs, redo all of that like a Jenga Tetris model to be able to stuff more in there. At this point, I believe I'm not at uh, collection saturation, if you'll forgive my term. I believe I'm at collection screwed. I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to do from now on. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's, uh, you know, it's at, at some point, you know, I, I got to that point where I'm like, do I really need this, uh, this action figure or should I really buy this other helmet? I already have three stormtrooper helmets. Do I need this one again? Um, you know, the answer is usually always yes. 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 <laughs> duh. Of course, yeah, duh. But, right, yeah. but, um, yeah, you get to a point, you know, I, I think, um, it was easier when I was single and not married, you know, and, and, and didn't have uh, other responsibilities, obviously. It still doesn't um, seem to stop you. No, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> it never really does. <laughs> My priorities have changed. I'm trying to, you know, earn money and save up and try to buy a house just to have a room for Lego sets because I just that would be absolutely amazing. love the whole Lego building. I have a Millennium Falcon, too, which I, I refuse to touch I just like to keep it where it is in the coffee mm -hmm. table. I have a shadow box like coffee table and it's in there and I oh. only take it out. I only take it out to clean the glass, which I have a panic attack every time I do. Pictures on I Instagram. Would, I would too. Yeah. I'll, I send it. I'll show you. I spend my days designing my ideas and plans for what I'm going to do to my children's bedrooms with all of my stuff when they finally get the hell out of my house. Um, yeah, that's, that's the goal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, I was lucky that uh, this used to actually be my wife's office uh, in the house, and I have I have an entire wall. Um, it's an oak. It's an old oak headboard from a king size bed, which we swapped out. And it was such a nice piece of wood. I didn't want to throw it out, so I refashioned and repurposed it. Uh, put some some shelves on it, and it's it's full of Black Series action figures. And I put oh. some some accent lights on it. And I had that actually in the basement in the common area. And I think uh, her 
her strategy was get this shit out of the rest of the house and then I'm going to give you my room and you can put all that stuff in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky that, uh, that my wife, uh, that I guess that I scared her into giving her, you know, giving up uh, her room, uh, by putting star Wars stuff around the house, but, uh, the invasion method. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. About. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely worked. <laughs> Uh, but um, getting to a question from one of our followers uh, at bear underscore e or the Braille book of Darth Papa Bear, and I thought uh, Sith Care Bear was uh, was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, he asks, what is the best way to track a collection, including value, online database, spreadsheets? And also tracking the change in values, uh, or do we have insurance on this stuff? Anybody want to tackle that one? Uh, Josh, you're being pointed at. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to have insurance. Um, yeah. you know, why would, why you, would you think that? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, your house might burn down. <laughs> <laughs> get the, the elephant out of the room here yeah um but uh yeah and uh, and i will tell you the first thing you're going to grab is nothing you're going to grab yourself and get the hell out because well i i will admit i did probably spend more time in the smoke than i should have trying to put the fire out in the hopes of saving it all um and i will say that once the uh, firefighters started busting the windows out and the smoke started billowing out i was definitely um a little concerned about what might be left when it was all said and done but uh ultimately i was uh just glad to be the hell out of there. So um, that's just me. Um, but anyway, where what were we talking about again? Oh, you want insur- you want insurance? Remember? <laughs> Do yeah, you want to have insurance. Um, but I mean, you know, as far as the value of it's concerned, I mean, you you can go and check online, but there's so many different. There there are books available, and there's so many different resources, but it, it fluctuates so much, and it really ultimately comes down to the person that's trying to buy it from you. How much is it worth to them? Um, so it's really kind of hard to track stuff like that, and it's really not worth it if that's what you're collecting for. Then, uh, you know, you're you just open a toy store. Um, you know, right. the, it, it, it needs to mean something to you, and it's not just about the value of it, in my opinion. So personally, for me, I don't worry about tracking any of that stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, I want to take care of what I have so it retains some value so that when my children that do not care about it are stuck with it when I'm done, when I'm gone, then, you know, <laughs> they can get something out of it. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I um, that's not really a factor for me. I think it's just best to get what you want and what you like and what you feel represents you. That is a great answer. Um, you know, I, I think. uh when I was in college, I used to buy two of everything, one to keep in the box and one, one to open. open. Yeah. Um, and I still did that. I, I probably have done that uh, throughout my entire collecting uh, experience, um, which explains uh, my uh, my debt uh, during my college days, <laughs> which my my wife loved, by the way. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, huge. it's uh, it, it, it definitely is something that has to mean something to you, um, and you're absolutely right. If you're doing it for for any other reason than just go ahead and you know open up a store, but um, yeah, great answer, great answer. Paul, how do you track all your stuff? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I, I since you said it was such a great answer, it's gonna seem so rote at this point, but I'm just gonna go off of what Josh said. I have an Excel spreadsheet where I track the stuff that I have hmm. on pre order. 
on print. So I don't order oh, it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I pick up the stuff that I like. I buy the stuff that I want. I look at the stuff and put it in my cases and the figures. And I'm like, that's really cool. I won't like four of those. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and that's what I do. I don't worry about value. I obviously I take very good care of myself, Shanti and my stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes. it's all beautiful and well taken care of and dusted because that's who I am. Polished. But it's for me. Yeah. Pol I polish the heck out of my helmets on a regular basis. You know, you're not a married man, you know, you know, she might come in and want to see the helmet. You want it to look presentable. So, exactly. no, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, it's for me. My collecting is for me and anybody else who comes in and enjoys it. So I'm not really worried about value and stuff like that. With the helmets, if it's like from an Etsy shop, obviously when you talk about value, I want a good quality helmet that's reasonably close to screen accurate for value. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pay $400 for something that looked like it was made in a back alley. But it's the love of the collecting. It's the love of the having the stuff. And then I don't really keep track of it after that. I don't worry about values. I don't go up and down on figures and stuff like that. I have I don't buy stuff off of eBay. I'm like I'm with Josh. This is for me. And then I'm gonna dump it on my daughter when I die, and she can figure out what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny because you know, I I I think out of everything that I have, I know exactly what I have and where it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've got this room. Obviously, I've got cases behind me. I've got drawers. I've got stuff on the wall. My production office, the entire office is wall-to-wall -wall Star Wars. I've got, you know, more figures, posters, uh, things like that. I, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I sold, we sold my, my mom's house, which is the house that I grew up in. In the attic, I had all the original, you know, Kenner stuff, the action play sets, oh, Slave nice. One in the box, all that stuff. So I know exactly where where things are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, again, I, I don't, I don't have a spreadsheet or anything. It's, it's all in here. It's mm -hmm. all in here. Yeah, which, really um, grow. As OCD as I am, yeah. I also don't have yeah. as much stuff as you guys do, but one, it, there's all sentimental value. So I'm not selling anything. I've had people tell right. me, oh, you could probably get money for your Nintendo. Don't care. <laughs> no. Right. No, right, I don't yeah. care. It's not about right. that. I could not part with that. I have a bunch of Disney dvds that i've collected because i want to have them everyone's like oh but they're streaming and this and that why don't you just sell them no because again mm -hmm. it's the tangible i like to physically have that right now i'm collecting mini ears every time i go to a disney park i buy ears and somehow with having 17 mini ears i know exactly which ones i have and anytime i go to a disney park i know i already have that one i'm not going to buy that one that's really what i'm collecting right now is those mini ears mm -hmm. that's nice. cool yeah, yeah. I don't know how many arguments uh, have been started by me telling my wife, I'm not selling that. I'm not selling that. Mm. I'm not selling that. <laughs> I couldn't part with any of it. No. But we can buy a house. I don't care. Live in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know all the romantic things yeah. to say, Ro. He does. He really does. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it's... Catch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why he spends all his time in the Red 5 chat. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. We talked about community. We talked about the experience. I think the uh, uh, the message here tonight, I think, really is 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 about all that. Um, you know, we want to be able to continue to I don't know live vicariously through our 
uh, Star Wars experience or our collectible experience, whatever that may be, uh, Batman, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever you you know you have. And um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a fun activity. Obviously, it's a healthy thing, and a lot of times it's uh, therapy for a lot of us. Um, you know, we come here to unwind and escape from uh, the the rigmarole of of, of life, uh, as it were. But yeah, I mean, I, I find collecting uh, relaxing and uh, enjoyable, and at the same time, is very rewarding as uh you know we do our thing and sit amongst our spoils of war right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly wow. yeah yeah look what i have accomplished right? no, yeah. 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 You very much right. get that king on his throne kingdom yes exactly you may enter and pay tribute yes <laughs> i bring you another helmet but uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, my liege. You may serve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sir. I, you know, I think uh, I think it's great. Um, we we are reaching the uh, one hour mark. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining us here on the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast, talking about collectibles. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, any final thoughts on on our little discussion here? Um, it really has been uh, amazing and really great to kind of uh, dive deep into why it is that we collect. We uh, discovered a lot about ourselves, haven't we? Yes, I would agree. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe more than thought. maybe more than we wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I know way more about Josh than I you, wanted. You to can bleep <laughs> mine. Collecting is awesome. <laughs> F- the haters. <laughs> You know what? To uh, to to kind of fold into what uh, Shanti was just saying, I you know since I got on YouTube and I started seeing these collector groups and, and being a part of it, uh, I really just want to reiterate to a lot of people: this is supposed to be fun. It's yeah. plastic spacemen, and it's all made up. <laughs> Have yeah. collect how you want to collect. Pick up yeah. what you want to collect. Great. You know, spend what you want to spend. And for God's sake, if someone disagrees with you, smile at him and go, "I respect your opinion. That's cool." <laughs> yeah. And go get some yeah. rum. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know. It's all just plastic spacemen. And that's how I keep it in perspective. So, and then punch him in the face. There you go. Good day, sir. Yes, yes, you guys said good day. Yeah. Let's uh, go around the table and uh, tell everybody where folks can find you if they want to say what's up. Josh. Right here, buddy. No, uh, you can, <laughs> wow. can find me at Sith Care Bear on Twitter and Instagram, um, as well as on Paul's Collectibles channel uh, on Thursday nights, at least for the next couple of weeks, as we wrap up our reviews for The Book of Boba Fett at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah, so there we go. That's a little shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, um, that was good. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's awesome. Paul, uh, you are a new friend to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, at least, uh, uh, you know, uh, as far as collaborating. But tell folks uh, where 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 can folks find you? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you. I through Shanti, I just discovered you guys. So I've been going around and trying to subscribe to everybody and catch up a little bit. But my main jam is my YouTube channel. It's just Paul's Collectibles. I do the live streams on the 
where we do the breakdowns on the latest shows and I show off my helmets, <laughs> which at this point just sounds wrong. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think so, that's on the OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Paul's it's, OnlyFans. It's, yeah. Paul's Collectibles at YouTube. And then, of course, there's the Twitter and the Facebook that you can click on up there if you'd like. I keep up on those. But that's that's the main place. Very nice. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, Shanti, it's always good to see you. <laughs> yes, it is. You know it is. Don't even I know lie. It is. <laughs> Um, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, arranging this little get together on collectibles. Again, showing your true professionalism as a co-host secretary. slash secretary slash executive woman, assistant. Yeah. Executive assistant. <laughs> the help. Right, yeah. The help. Oh, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> but thank uh, you. Sir. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to mention, obviously, that Chantel is also uh, a co-host on uh, Alan's uh, Press Play Studios. And uh, what do you guys have coming up over there? We have 80s trivia tomorrow. Very so looking nice. forward to that. It's going to be Jeopardy style and it's going to be movies and music and all sorts of stuff. So should be fun. Paul, I always give Shanti shit because uh, when she mentions 80s movies or things like that, I'm she like, knows you, nothing about it. you were like a fetus yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the 80s. 80s is history for her. We, you know, we, we learned about World War II. That's how she learned hey, about the 80s. But I keep yeah. up. I keep up. I know a lot yeah, of stuff. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We still love you. But uh, thank you, guys. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, tell a friend and uh, tell us about your collectibles. Uh, we've got a hotline, 773-234-8659. Leave us a voicemail or send us an email, scareofscuttlebutt at gmail.com. This is Ro. That's Shanti. we got Paul and Josh in the house. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this edition of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Take us away, Shanti. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Woohoo! Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold.